0: God, two we're hours of
1: sleep me is so messed
0: up. <laughs> well, Here's why? the clap. Oh god. Anyway, okay, go on. We're going. I'm sorry, did <laughs> You just right. say you have the clap. Welcome to Bear Attack, everyone. <laughs> I'm Blitzbear. I am joined by my two <laughs> favoriteest co-hosts of all podcast I'm um... ever. Over there, we have <laughs> Samuel Oceans, also known as the Panda Bear.
1: And I do not have a <laughs> clap, Polar Bear.
0: <laughs> and our host of the evening, Samuel Montano, Polar Bear.
1: Meow. meow and in meow, case meow, I didn't meow. say it,
0: I'm Nathaniel Patton, Blitz Bear. Blitz Bill, And we are talking about one of my favorite locations in Call of Duty, Kandahar. And uh, there might be a giant or something like that. And uh, I'm, I'm done. That's that's my contribution for the night. All right.
2: Did you guys look up anything about the Giant of Kandahar, or am I just gonna tell the story? Nope. Or we're gonna rock
1: and roll. It's a myth. It's it's a myth. It's your thing. I didn't even. Nope. I know nothing.
0: That's how I like it. Yeah, I kind of forgot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I respect your honesty.
1: You can bring <laughs> me
2: flowers, you. bud. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm just gonna start reading the things I wrote because I wrote a page and a half about this. I'll react to them. (laughs) Agreed. The year is 2002, and the United States military is fighting in the Middle East. Battle isn't pretty, and it isn't the stuff of heroic songs and ballads anymore. It's dirty, gritty, and heartbreaking. Something no man would ever want to send their son or daughter into. Sometimes, though, even war can bring to light some of the stranger things that lie beyond the veil. When men are pushed their limits, sometimes that is when they are most open to what lies just past the thin veil that separates our normal world from the larger reality. Man, I wish you guys could listen to the lo-fi that I have on the background
0: right now. <laughs> I was, I was, but it, I, uh, I turned it off so I could be fully immersed in the story. Oh wow, I think it adds to it a little bit, actually. You think so? Mm-hmm.
2: Here, I'll, I'll, I'll jump back in. An army unit is out on patrol in the Kandahar Mountains on alert, looking for any sign of enemy activity. They're keeping a constant, keeping in constant contact with their base of operations, following standard operational practices by keeping the base apprised of their situation and relaying their progress. When suddenly there's no more communications, no loud noises, no static, nothing. The only thing that alerts the staff monitoring the communications that something is amiss is the lack of communication coming back from the squad out in the field. Seconds Mm. pass to minutes and minutes turn to hours and after a few hours of radio silence, the call is made that action is required to find the missing men. A special operations unit of Green Berets is dispatched by helicopter to the area of the mountain where the lost patrol was last
0: known to be seen. Slowly. Dang, there's, there's, what, what, uh, what unit did they send in? Did you tell us? So, who are the Green Berets going to rescue? It, in
2: everything that I read, it was just a unit, um, some patrol unit that was out in the Kandahar Mountains. And nobody would list right. the team of green berets that went
0: out because they're no. not actually supposed to. Green, yeah, green berets is like special forces. Like that's like I could be wrong if you're in the military. Tugies probably knows. He could tell us. Mm-hmm. I believe green berets are like above Navy SEALs uh, as far as like actual. The
2: SEALs and the green berets, I think, are the same similar sort of team. Just the different branch of the service. Sure. But I, I do think But they... the
0: SEALs are like... The SEALs are a little political. They're a little bit of a like... Uh, the Navy's like, look what we got. <laughs> Whereas like the other like special forces... Well, the Green the Green Berets are the special forces. Yeah. That's When military people talk about special forces, they're referring specifically to Green Berets. But as far as elite units go, the Green Berets are like... You don't talk about them. Yeah. You don't talk about their missions. Give the enemy nothing. Yeah. My grandpa was a Green Beret, and
2: my dad says that sometimes when he was a kid, he would just be gone sometimes. Just suddenly missing. That's crazy. And then he'd turn up like a that. week or two later. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is no. he
0: still alive,
2: or? No, he died Have I met uh, him? <laughs> No, uh, he died before I was in college, when I was, like, 17. Ah. Uh, so. No, it wasn't. Peace to the Fallen. <sighs> Moving on from that sad. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> it's all good. Composure. But, yeah, it does. There was nobody that said, because this is all classified as top secret, and the guy and the people that brought this up, We're trying to stay anonymous, so they didn't really link any uh, telling, like, identifying things. Except that one of the, the only guy that's ever named in the story, his name is Dan. And I just didn't write his name because nobody else has a name. Interesting.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
2: Yeah. Because there's a whole, there's a whole non disclosure and a, a whole thing I'll get to at the end. So we're getting there. We're getting there.
0: I just thought that was super interesting, they were sending in that elite of a unit.
2: Yeah, they sent in a special ops team to go find them. Slowly, tactfully, and methodically, the spec ops soldiers picked their way up the mountain, wary that at any moment they may be ambushed and assumed that their comrades that were missing here on the mountain already had been. After a few hours of arduously hiking the mountain range With their packs laden with tools of their trade and necessary supplies, one of the members of the unit spots a well-worn goat trail that leads off the main trail that they were using. On the trail, he notices a piece of American military gear, an antenna meant to be attached to a radio, and the radio that's meant to be attached to a soldier. With a renewed vigor of a lead, the team elects to follow up the goat path, rifles at the ready, and senses running high. As they continue up the path, they see more and more signs of their fallen comrades. Shredded fatigues and patches signifying the missing unit are strewn about, and worse than just the gear and the clothing torn and bloodied all along the small path is the discovery of several bones. The team steals themselves... Oh, that's not good. (laughs) The team steals themselves and pushes on, driven by the need to find their missing and find someone alive and bring them home. They come out onto a shelf at the top of the mountain that dead ends into the, south, the mouth of what must be a dozen caves, which is unsurprising as the mountain range is known for its underground cave system, which the enemy has been using to its advantage to ambush unsuspecting American forces. So, to catch anybody up that's lost in that, they went up a side path and it flattens out onto like a plateau, a flat space on the mountain and in front of them... <sighs> Are just the mouths and entrances to caves. Mm. The team slowly and thoroughly checks into inside the mouth of each cave, searching for a survivor or maybe just a body, but no such luck. As just inside the mouth of each cave and all along the shelf are the bones and tattered uniforms of American military personnel. Just as they call the search off and make to move to more Mm. defensible position, to look for evac. A member of the team catches movement just at the end of his flashlight. Without a moment to utter a word, just a gut-wrenching yell as a spear, easily the size of two grown men standing on each other's shoulders, collides into him and throws him back. His team turns, rifles at the ready, as a giant, 13-foot-tall man launches itself out of the tunnel, dashing for the spear, and with a shield in the other hand, attempts to rearm itself. The giant never makes it as the Green Berets unload round after round of automatic rifle fury into it. The thing falls to the ground with more holes than a golf course on a bombing range. The soldiers check out this. It's full of holes.
0: <laughs> the- it's more than 19.
2: <laughs> the, ser- the story was so serious, I was like, we're a comedy podcast. I have to put in one joke. <laughs>
0: gotta be at least 20 holes
2: (laughs) (laughs) the soldiers check on this on their speared friend and find him dead his lifeless body laying on the shelf with a spear through his chest and there lay the giant of the kandahar mountains slain they saw that he wasn't just of abnormal size but he was also had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot and two rows of teeth on either jaw so he had
0: front chompers. Two bro- like a shark?
2: Yeah, he had like front chompers and back chompers.
0: Daddy shark.
2: <laughs> they requested an evac for themselves and the creature, and two helicopters were dispatched, and the giant was maneuvered into a sling under one of the helos because he wouldn't fit inside the helicopter. The giant was then flown to a waiting C-130 transport where the creature was loaded and taken somewhere never to be seen again. The, key, the team gave their debriefing and reports, and wrote out their reports, and once their commanding officer read them, he said, I won't accept these, rewrite them. So they had to rewrite their reports to make them a little more palatable. And then once that they were taken, they were classified as top secret, and the entire team was made, and the C-130 crew were also made to sign a non-disclosure agreement, never to talk about what they had seen. And we'd never know what anybody what had seen, except that years later, I don't remember the, the year anymore. I didn't write it down because I'm dumb. But years later, six sounds good. there was a, a show came out because one of the Green Berets who stayed anonymous and used a voice changer and all that stuff uh, came forward and told the story, and then it was corroborated by somebody, a couple guys actually, from the C-130 crew that came out to talk about what they uh, had seen and what they flew back. And there's a lot of theories. And I will talk. I want to talk about a couple of them. Well, actually just one of them that I think is fun. And the biggest <laughs> sources where I found all my stuff was uh, Mr. B. Allen. If you like spooky stories, his YouTube channel is top notch. Mr. B. Allen. Uh, it's all one word, too. M-R capital B-A-L-L-E-N. Um, he was actually a Navy SEAL. Fun fact. And then the other source where I got the, a lot of the information I'm going to talk about for the theor- one of the theories about them, was from Trey the Explainer. That's his YouTube channel. It's super cool. He's like Tyler the Creator, but he's Trey the Explainer. <laughs> <laughs> but he's used for carrying things while he explains stuff to you. One of the most popular theories that I'm just gonna, I'm just going to say, probably not, is "Aliens!
0: <laughs> you gotta do the hair Like the guy from the Discovery <laughs> Channel I know See I, I, I saw can... Mine's too long
2: My YouTube Is so messed up right now <laughs> <laughs> Because of this Looking all this stuff up I have so many videos about Whoa. Aliens And how the giant of Kandahar Is an alien Oh my. And I'm just gonna say Uh, probably not. Because in my story, because it's not it was hard to work in there, I didn't put in that he's wearing animal clothes as skin, like animal skins as clothes.
0: As cave people Yeah I mean cave person or not, you know? So not so not an alien. Oh yeah.
2: Alien stupid. There's definitely aliens, but what, this uh, one, not an alien. I'm going to call that right now. Any other good uh, theor- theories out there? Oh. Oh, yeah. There's only one that's really strong. Uh, and I,
0: that's- I have one that I'm 100% convinced of, but I'll save it. Okay. Are you sure you don't want to say it now
2: before I go on this long tirade about the the, the theory I think it is?
0: Well, Well, so in between... Sentences here. I just like looked at the Snopes article on it real quick, and I don't trust Snopes because they uh, fact-check my like Favorite satire site all the time and it's like it's a satire site you idiots. They say that it's false. It was like a like a a rumor that got out of hand But they're also saying things about it like having red hair and being like really weird And they're like trying to like make it look like a like a Christian hoax like the Christians are like well in the Bible it says well, step aside, Snopes,
2: because y'all dumb, because I believe that the giant of Kandahar is a Niphilim, Nifilim. depending if you're Jewish. Uh, or not. See, they mentioned that. They mentioned that in the article. mm-hmm, and they said it wasn't, which is exactly what they want you to think, because the man is yeah. trying to keep you from the truth. I'm, I mean, preach. All right. <laughs> Buckle up, boys. Buckle okay. Up. Keep it coming. All right. So, what give are us, the Nephilim? Give us the
0: hot costs. What are the Nephilim, you may ask so, yourself? Do either of you know? As many people who have read Genesis have. Mm-hmm. I believe in Genesis it says they're the offspring of men and uh, human women. Or they're the offspring of angels and human women. Mm-hmm. Or demons or something What's it say exactly? I can't remember. It's always been one of those like mysteries that we're like, yeah, we just don't know what this means. I had to open my Bible a lot for this one.
2: So, <laughs> Nephilim are mentioned in the Hebrew Bible and the Old Testament, and it's in a really weird spot. And not just me saying that as a guy that reads the Bible, but like, scholars that have spent their lives reading the Bible said, yeah, it's a weird set of verses. It's Genesis 6 one through four is the first time they're mentioned can i read it yeah do you mind if i if i read it oh no throw it out context this when is man. immediately after the genealogy of adam and then right before the the story of
0: noah's Ark starts the esv calls this the increasing corruption on earth when man began to multiply in the face of land And the daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive. And they were. And they took them as their wives, any as they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were also in the earth those days. And also afterward, when the sons of man came into the daughters of a man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown.
2: <laughs> so, Nephilim, the actual word, uh, is sometimes translated as giant, and nobody's actually sure why, or none of the videos I watched were sure why, because literally translated actually means the fallen, the fallen ones. And then I did a Sounds lot more of digging like on demons. that. Like, that's what I thought. And then I was like, man, that's real messed up. The... Those are demons. I thought it was weird because demons are usually, you know, fairly certainly discussed as being evil. But they're listed in the Bible as uh, mighty men of old, men of great renown, and, like, mighty warriors. So,
0: the other... The Nephilim, Mm -hmm. right? Not Mm -hmm. the, uh... So, possibly... And, and no, no one knows, we're we're totally spectating, no one knows what any of this really means. But theoretically, let's say, if demons could have children with women, which no one, even people who read tons of the Bible, no one, the Bible doesn't talk a lot about angels or demons. It's true. So, we don't know. But theoretically, if there were these aliens, let's just call them demons for uh, historic, historicity sake. Aliens! They had, they had children with women that wouldn't necessarily make the Nephilim themselves evil, but mm-hmm. even if they were evil, they could still be men of great renown, probably for okay, incredible well, there's physical this strength
2: there's this whole idea that the Nephilim are not that they're they're not evil or like in that way of the fallen one because they're mighty warriors and men of great renown that means they're fallen mm. like fallen in battle like. They're remembered because they're dead now, but they died in battle, and they were like great warriors.
0: Oh, and that makes like way more sense. So they'd be like, um...
2: yeah. So the people that subscribe to this thinking really like lump them in with great warriors like Achilles or Hercules people who have like great legendary warriors that fell in battle. And there's a whole thing hey, about I have, the... Hmm?
0: I have a biblical studies guy in the house. Should we call a lifeline? John, John what's your, what's your degree? I have an AA in the John, do you know, did you take any classes on the Nephilim? No. So most of the people I know who get really into that ...are weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know a whole lot about it. It's kind of one of those areas that's uh, interesting, Uh, uh, but not really
1: that important. Only on Bear Attack. We get freaky uh, with some stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know
0: what to say about it. <laughs>
2: I feel so that. called out right now. Well,
0: I would say it is really interesting that in like Norse mythology and Greek mythology, we have these half-god, half-man demigods running around doing crazy things.
2: Well, the next time they're mentioned is in Numbers
0: 13, 32 through 33. That like passage is like changed my life cuz it's about so the 12 spies go out, right? And they see all these giants in the land that yes. God supposedly promised them. And they come back and they go, no, we can't We can't go in there. We're, there's all these giants and the land's great and everything, oh, but we can't take it. That's right. They bring then, that information back to
2: Moses and the Israelites. I think it was, and then that's what starts the no, 40 this was, years. This
0: is what started the whole 40 years in the desert thing yes. is because... Uh, Because they didn't go into the land like God told them to. And he said, fine, then don't go. You all die and your children can go in. Yes. So, yeah, they come back to Moses. And and only Joshua and Caleb said, no, if we have God on our side, we can do anything. Let's go take them." Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So they were the only two in that generation who were allowed to enter. I might have gotten some of those details wrong, but. I think we're just right enough. We'll look it up later. Just right enough.
2: Seas get the grease. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Anyways, the 12 spies (laughs) bring back their report of fearsome giants in the land of Canaan. And they said in their report, And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come of the Nephilim. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight.
0: We were in our own site as grasshoppers. And so, also in theirs, probably.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's and so we were in their site. But yeah, so the people in Canaan were giants. And where is Canaan? In modern day Israel slash Palestine, depending where you fall in that political controversy. But that stretch of land (laughs) was Canaan. And Canaan being that modern-day Israel, is in what region of the world that isn't specifically Kandahar, but Kandahar is also part of? Middle East? The Middle East! It's
0: fascinating. So giants in the Middle East. uh, I I don't care what Snopes says. I, I think it happened. Because I've heard of similar stories um, that are even more wild coming out of the Middle East. To say that they ran into a giant, like, guy in a cave who probably wasn't uber hospitable to a bunch of people armed to the teeth, like, showing up on his doorstep. That sounds plausible. Yeah. Out of all the myths we've done on Bear Attack, that one sounds the most plausible to me. (laughs) Bigfoot's real.
2: That isn't a myth we've done on Bear Attack. So this is the second
0: most real for you. You know what's funny is when we started this podcast, I was like, I would, if I had to put my foot down, I think I would stand on the side of Bigfoot not being real. And I've changed my mind since then. Not for any reason other than we just keep saying back to Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Repetition. (laughs) But, Well, no, actually, like, I think just intellectually, I was like, yeah, there's so many species in the world that we don't like. Just the amount of knowledge that one person can know. And, like, a, just because a collective of people say something's wrong, like, just one piece of evidence can prove them all wrong. So. That's what I'm saying! Wake up, sheeple! I believe!
2: I believe! <gasps> yes! Oceans, do you believe?
1: Oh, I so believe.
0: Three out of three! That i can't see oceans i can only hear them just like our listeners so that sounded like wicked sarcastic like oh i believe well his facial expression <laughs> looked a little too straight to be
2: sarcastic from him so i'm just going to take it and okay. move on quickly so i've got i've got more things to prove my <laughs> my theory that the nephil the nephilim this is was a nephilim nephilim Whatever, I don't know. however you want to pronounce it. You have
0: you have but more, you have more to strengthen your hypotenuse into a teary? I do. Okay. So there's
2: more documents. Fun fact In the academic world it takes three documents to prove something as a credible source. So, our first document for the Nephilim, the Bible, mentioned three places within the Bible.
0: Okay. The second place... That's three different books, because the Bible is just a collection of books. It is three different documents in itself. But, I'm going to keep going. (laughs) Uh,
2: In the Book of Enoch, which is a book not um, as part of the the Bible, not as part of the canonical Bible, but it's a document that was written about the same time as the Bible, and it's a whole thing about when the first... The early Christian church met and decided what was going to be in the Bible, not in the Bible. Whatever. But in First Enoch, he says, There were great giants whose height was 3,000 L's, and an L was about 18 inches, or 45 centimeters. That's massive. And that would make them about 4,500 feet tall, almost a mile tall. That would be hard to hide someone. <laughs> Maybe,
0: I don't know, the world's a big place.
2: Yeah. Uh, or maybe they, just, maybe they just didn't hide 4, but that would be a hard population wow. to sustain so maybe they just got smaller ok, next yeah, the all, Dead Sea the, they... Scrolls mention the Nephilim briefly, but they're in there our next document the Quran refers to the people of Ad, Ad, Aid it's an A with that line over it which I know is a pronunciation mark but I never learned those Anybody know?
0: And then <laughs> now.
2: Okay. English. The people, I'm going to call the the people of Ad. Ad, which is in Quran 26, 130, whom the prophet Hud declares to be Jabirim. Hebrew, in the Hebrew, it's Jibirim. Probably a reference to the biblical Nephilim. And the people of Ad are said to be giants, the tallest among them, a 100 feet high. And the, but the people of odd were wiped out by the flood, according to Islamic legend. And since some of them had been too tall to be drowned, they just didn't survive because the flood wiped out everything that they were going to eat. After their death, they were banished into the lower layers of hell. By God.
1: I don't know, man. It, this is one of those things. I'm like, really, forty-five hundred feet tall? Like, I, but yeah, I'm like, again, crap. it's two thousand. I'm like. 2002, like, I don't know, man. G- give there, me... there ain't
0: no way there was people that were 4,400. Our giant was only 14 there... feet tall. Yeah, 14 feet tall, that's that's not that. Yeah. I mean, that's believable.
2: Yeah, I I think 4,500 might be an exaggeration for the uh, story. But a 14-foot yeah, like, tall like a friggin... person, I'm going to say Yeah.
1: You know how sailors have wives' tales and stuff like that? I'm like, I'm feeling like the U.S. soldiers were trying to get their mind off of the entire situation of the crap that they were having to do, and, like, this happened to be like, hey, we're in Kandahar. You know what happened to Kandahar? Oh, you think it's like a... No, that kind
2: of... You think it's like an army uh, fish story?
1: I think it's a... An army
0: fish story.
1: I you think know. it's a mental thing that the soldiers came up with to help. It's like a psychological thing. It helped them distract them from that the situation. That does happen, too. Yeah, it's like a PTSD, like, mental safety mechanism that happens.
0: All right, I'm with you. Montana's explanation of it being, like, the offspring of fallen warriors and stuff. Like, whether or not you believe anything in the Bible and everything, people wrote it. It's not like... They just, like, sat around coming up with, like, there was something that happened to them that made them go, I need to write something down here. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you got you to kind of think about the time in which the
2: books of the Bible were written, especially the Old Testament. If something got written down, it's because it was important, because your other duties in the day were to find enough food to survive and not be eaten by something out there. So if you, it was written down, right. it was important.
0: Yeah. It doesn't, it, I mean, even if, like I said, if you don't believe in God and all that kind of stuff, like Montana just so well put it, something happened. Something made people go, we need to stop what we're doing and take, a, take down a record. Honestly, this.
2: that's my favorite part about reading historical stuff, is being like, what was happening in the world? And, like, putting context to stuff, because then you realize how, like, wild some of these stories
0: are. Do you ever think about that with, like, the hottest, like, social media, like, trends or whatever? It's, like, the great dress thing of 2015. Oh, you had to look back and be like, what was happening? Like... Like, how will, our, how will future generations, like, interpret all this? Be like, there was a Civil War fought over this dress being black and blue or gold and white. Yeah. And I'm
2: just saying, I have some pretty good vampire stories from the Civil War that we're going to go over one day. And the historical Ooh. context
0: of that is good times. As if, uh, there's something about the Civil War that's, like, super horrific, and then you add horror things to it. Mhm. It's a vibe. <laughs> 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 all
2: right, it's well friends, kind of morbid, but that's all I had about the giant of Kandahar and I feel like it's one of my better put
0: together episodes. I enjoyed this immensely. I hope Sorry. that I hope that you dear listener enjoyed it too and it wasn't just me and Sam uh, stroking each other. But, but you know what? If that's even what if it was, was that's good too, even if it was. I mean, I enjoyed yeah. it. How was it for you? Mm. It was <laughs> oh, good boy. for me, man. Oceans well, was a good for
1: you. Uh, I, feel, I feel like a third wheel again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. Well,
2: oceans. Just to make you feel a little more included, what are you loving?
1: I am loving the fact that uh, baseball spring training has started, and I have sports that I actually give a crap to look forward to so
0: Nate what about you what you love uh, which sports would this would this be oh, my bad. My bad. baseball aside from baseball obviously but you said sports I also
1: like hockey and so, I also like hockey which is happening NASCAR which is happening
0: oh we did talk uh, about those soccer stuff, but the so, world hmm.
1: cup yeah we did So, all that's happening. I know, I'm getting repetitive with that, but uh, seriously, that's like
0: a big deal. Dude, if it's what you're loving, then uh, it's what you're loving. The heart wants what the heart wants.
2: What are you loving is a judgment-free zone. We judge everything before Mm -hmm. and after this segment, but what are you loving is a judgment-free
0: zone. (laughs) That's right, bear attack all day, but then we got to have bear snuggles. (laughs) Bear hugs. Oh bear hugs strokes. Bear hugs and strokes.
1: <laughs> hugs and strokes. <laughs> <Ew>. oh. <laughs> it's like our equivalent to Netflix and chill. Oh, oh. Mm.
2: Nate, dude, what are you loving?
0: Um man, I'm I'm kinda loving being here with you guys. I don't know. I I'm in Aww. the mood to do a podcast today. Oh my sweet boy. I'm loving our Patreon the i've got an episode in the can that's just like a collection of all of our um outtakes oh gosh and uh, that's gonna be fun oh i'm dude, just, so excited there's, dude there's some wild stuff in there that didn't make it into like the final episodes just for reasons but I, I can there's. imagine
2: some of the things we say <laughs>
1: <laughs> specifically <laughs> and, me
0: and i'm then, sure uh, Specific- we're about to record another radio episode which is super fun and uh, we're we're getting ready to release some T-shirts. I'm so hyped about
2: the T-shirts! Oh my Woo, gosh! T-shirts.
0: Everybody, get ready for the greatest
2: T-shirts of on the planet, next to polar, yeah. like the Polar Bear Speed Shop shirts.
0: Ooh, shameless
1: plug! <laughs>
0: check out, yeah, check check out Polar Bear Speed Shop on Instagram. That's Montano's Speed Shop. Yeah, and there's there's two episodes on YouTube too at Polar Bear Speed Shop. Hit up our Patreon in the link below, though. We got some cool merch, and there's better merch coming too.
1: Speaking of YouTube, as we mentioned with the uh, Polar Bear (laughs) Speed Shop, as of the time of this episode coming out, we just put out a YouTube video. Me and Polar Bear reacted to a try not to laugh challenge that Blitz sent us, and we hope (laughs) you enjoy that. It's our first time attempting that. Neither of us did well my g7x to shoot a reaction video so i was like i finished with that thing for like an hour to get the right shot and like not make it look like yeah you know background. it looks good
2: my mine does not look good because i couldn't because technical difficulties but uh claire's in that video so if you just listen to the podcast for my wife she's in the video polar
1: bear no you did not nope i am loving doing speed
2: shop stuff i have a new youtube video that's coming together About um, doing some rewiring on my Razer. That should be out. Not next week, but the next week. Because I have to film it between my day job, and my day job is killing me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we work. uh, Uh, I think we all work fairly uh, incredible hours. Day
2: job um but hey if you want to help us to have time to do all these creative projects and bring you cool content you should go over to our patreon and help us quit those stupid jobs (laughs) patreon.com and search up bear attack podcast there's three levels you can be an attacker a bear wrangler and a berserker and you get cool stuff at all levels plus more content from bear attack
0: also, shout out to our, our Berserker, Eddie2G's. 2Gs. This to was his list, idea, talk actually. About the Berserker? Yeah, this thing? episode came from this him. Episode, this episode was Eddie2G's. Oh, Eddie this 2Gs. Episode came from him. Yeah, yeah. So oh, if you're, that's right. Eddie. Yeah. Let us know what you think and uh, give us your opinion since you were actually in the service and all that. Yeah, tell us how um, wrong we were and how bad we got so many <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah fact check us please <laughs> Go. i i e2 TUGS fact checking full snopes yeah he's
1: all facts all the um. time
0: yeah dude um, and uh, if you've ever heard us talk about mr coon he's an attacker on there too
2: you can also find us on instagram we're at fair attack podcast all one word we're on facebook which you can find our facebook through our instagram and Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. If you can give us stars, give us stars. If you can leave a comment, leave a comment. And I don't really care what you say. You can say, uh, Polar Bear, your hair looks great. And I'll say thank you. It does look good. (laughs) Oh,
1: you did get a haircut, huh?
2: (laughs) Actually,
0: it's grown out a little bit, and I've just got gel in it. (laughs) If my hair grew as fast as your hair does, my hair would be down to my hips. (laughs) (laughs) And those hips
2: don't lie. All right. See you guys next time.
1: Bye.
2: (laughs) Wait a second. Is one of them wearing assless chaps? Oh Oh God, I hope not. (laughs) Aren't all chaps?
0: (laughs) Dude, are there any chaps
2: that have a butt? Hold on, I'm about to Google are all a- chaps I don't think assless.
0: S- <laughs> I think they are,
1: dude. Our Google searches today. Oh my god. Are all
0: <laughs> you you Google search this today. Chaps, assless. You're a bit. You're okay.
1: <laughs> oh
2: my gosh, there's a whole thread about it on Reddit. <laughs> the first answer is yeah. If it's not assless, they aren't chaps. I think the assless part. ...got added somewhere along the line as a joke for shock value.
0: I mean, it's not as much fun to say, like, what'd you get to your boyfriend, chaps? If they're not assless, they aren't chaps. They're pants. What if you had a seat on your chaps? So, you're covered. But you didn't have a front. Then would they just be called... Would you call them crotchless chaps? But then... I believe they For call them those to have a crotch would just make them full on
2: pants. I think that you would just call those a flasher. A flasher. Mhm. Hey man, you want to see my flashers? <laughs> <laughs> They're like chiaps, but they have an ass.